Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord. Let's give that hand clap to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Has he been good to anybody? Has anybody been bought by the blood? Oh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, Brother Everett, as you were speaking earlier, I was thinking, and I know the Bible's perfect. I love the Bible. It should be our favorite book, amen. But sometimes I wish it had a little more. Because sometimes I wish that crew with the paraplegic man, I wish there was something else about them. Because that was more than just desperation. If we're going to be honest, they were full on crazy. See, so I got a feeling they were crazy when they had a need. Oh, imagine what they were like after that need was met. Oh, can, am I in the presence of some crazy people tonight? Because I'll meet your crazy. Oh, because God's been good to this man. God's been good to me. Oh, hallelujah. Does anybody remember the weight of sin that was lifted off your life? Oh, does anybody remember? Oh, hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, I'm, I'm moving everything around. Our pulpit at home is like a brick. <laughs> it won't move. It won't budge. So I'll, I'll try to be careful. But it's good to be in the presence of the Lord with you mighty, mighty fine people today. Very, you can be seated. I won't make you stand. Well, I'll probably make y'all stand up and up and down. Um, but you're in a Pentecostal church, so that's all right. Amen. You know, there's, there's people right now doing who knows what, standing for who knows how long. And I'm, I'm glad to be in the presence of the Lord, in the house of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Very thankful for the Boyd family, brother and sister Boyd. Y'all are so important to me, and I'm very, very grateful for this opportunity. I am not taking it lightly. There's a lot of pressure self-inflicted, but very, very grateful for you, and um, very grateful for my pastor, who happens to be my dad, for entrusting me to, to represent him, entrusting me to go out. Um, very grateful for my family, which is probably half of this church. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Nana and Papa, y'all are so good. Um, right when we got here, the first thing, I, right when I walked in her house, she was already making a pie for me. So it's, it's good to be at the grandparents' house. Amen. But very grateful for my beautiful wife, Laura Beth. Y'all, y'all don't have to worry. My dad came here and stole somebody, but I've already got someone. So y'all don't have to worry. Don't, don't be defending nobody. It's okay. Amen. But um, So like I promised, let's stand one more time and go to the word of the Lord. Amen. More importantly, I'm thankful for the Lord. Amen. Thankful for the Holy Ghost. Oh, because where would we be without it? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, without, without the Holy Ghost, this would, this would just be a gathering. This would just be a few people taking up space. But I don't want to just waste time. I want to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. So let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 24. This, if, just trust me. I think 
I think God wants me to encourage encourage someone today, and um, it's not going to look like it at first, but just trust me. Just, just, just hang in there with me, I promise. But verse 24 says, this is Paul speaking, it says, Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I, sh- I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is offended and I burn not? If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. Paul is one of the most interesting people in the Bible to me. He's, he, you know, he went through such a dramatic change in his life from, from the road of Damascus and, and transforming his life into preaching the gospel. But, you know, you would think that when he, he decided that he was going to change, he was going to turn away from the old and he was going to put on a new coat, you would think that his life would just be this new, fresh, bright thing. But his life was full of suffering. His life was full of pain. So, but what's so interesting about Paul, though, is he didn't say, whoa, whoa, whoa. This new coat I put on, it looks mighty fine, but it's a little uncomfortable. He didn't do any of that because he had it made up in his mind. You know, there was something dramatic that happened in his life. He, he, he felt the power, and he knew that it was, worth, it was worth all that fighting. It was worth all that uncomfortability. It was worth all that pain. Paul made it up in his mind. Hallelujah. I'll get, I'll get to my, my title in one moment, but let's just go to the Lord in prayer that he would work in this service today. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you for your presence, Lord. I thank you, God, for the way that you have moved in this service, Lord. Oh, but God, we need a word from you. Lord, we need to be touched by you, God. Oh, Lord, I don't want to go home the same way I came here. But, God, I want you to mend me. I want you to mold me. God, I want you to impart something in me. Oh, Lord, I pray that you would anoint me today to preach to your people, God. Oh, Lord, Lord, let me be a willing vessel. Loosen my tongue, God, to speak your word. Lord, let me follow your will and your way. Oh, Lord, help me today, God. Oh, Lord, let the Holy Ghost help me today. Oh, hallelujah. Let's praise him one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're going to help me preach, you can be seated. All right, looks like we're going to do pretty good. See, it would be really easy for someone to read this passage, take it out of context, and misconstrue Paul's words to, to think that he is complaining. And I don't want to step on any toes, but if we're going to be honest, sometimes we like to complain. If you ever watch two people, when one starts complaining about something, it turns into a contest. You know, we start, well, I got something worse than that. And now, now we're like bragging that our life is so horrible. 
so this is not what Paul's doing. He's not trying to complain to the Corinthian church and say, no, 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 my life is way worse than yours. No, but Paul was testifying. Because he, he keeps detailing in such detail all that's happened to him. And he went through a lot, a lot more than most of us, a lot more than any of us will ever go through. He starts talking about how he was stoned, how he was imprisoned, how he, how he had three shipwrecks. After one, I would never get back on a boat. But hey, he might be a little, he, he had admission to do, amen. But hey, so he was beat up, beat up by his own countrymen. He was beat up by heathens. So he was beat up by the good people and the bad people. He was beat up by those that loved him and those that already hated him. He said, I've been hungry. I've been stranded. Oh, I've been all alone. I've been there with no help. I've been weak. I've been hurting. Oh, but I'm telling you, he was testifying because he was saying, yes, I have suffered. Yes, I've gone through pain. Yes, I've gone through heartache, but I'm still here. The devil's tried to take me out. Oh, but he has not succeeded yet. Oh, the enemy has tried to hinder me, but he has not succeeded yet. Oh, yes, everything in hell has come against me. But let me tell you, I am still here. Some of you tonight have gone through a lot. Some of you tonight are suffering. Some of you today are going through anxiety, depression, all kinds of stuff. If we, want, if we would just stand up one by one, I'm sure everybody would stand by the end. But you are still here. The enemy has not won over you yet. See, Paul knew this. Paul knew that the, because the enemy was coming at him in all kinds of different directions is because he was doing something right. If your life is ever easy, you're doing something wrong. Just going to be honest because if, if the enemy is not trying to hinder you, that, that should be a red flag. But he said, yes, I've suffered. Oh, but there is a purpose for my pain. In Philippians 1 and verse 12 Paul says, but I, would ye should un- but I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happen unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. God was using his pain to do something else. His pain was not without purpose. His pain was not without reason. No, but God was using his pain to embolden the church. God was using his pain to embolden the people he was trying to reach. While Paul was being beat up, it was strengthening others to preach the gospel. While Paul was in a prison cell, he was able to pray the jailer through and baptize his entire family. While Paul was shipwrecked, he was able to write letters to the churches to correct them. Oh, while Paul was being stoned, he was still preaching the name of Jesus. Oh, while Paul was hungry, he was still preaching the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We often get confused and we believe that once we, once we get Jesus... Once we get in the church and, you know, we get comfortable in the church and, you know, we got the Holy Ghost in our life, we think that everything else should just fall in place. And it does to an extent, but we think that everything else should be sunshine and rainbows. But the Bible does not say that. It's not going to be easy. We convince ourselves that as long as we are living in the will of God, nothing should go wrong. However, that is so incorrect because we are here but for a short time. Job said, a man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. 
Oh, but I'm telling you today that there is purpose for your pain. There is purpose for your trouble. Oh, that God is using it for something else. Oh, if you just hang in there a little bit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. So with the help of the Holy Ghost, I'd like to preach today from the title that a burden worth bearing. There is a burden worth bearing. There's a lot of things I've done on the work field and stuff that I don't want to ever do again because it's not worth it. But there is, some, there is a burden worth bearing. Just to clear things up, I do not consider living for God a burden in the usual tense. It's a good life living for the Lord. There's no other place I'd rather be oh, than in the church. Amen. Oh, because this world has nothing to offer my soul. Oh, what does a man have if he gains the world but loses his soul? Oh, there's not enough money. Oh, there's not enough parties. Oh, there's not enough highs. Amen. Oh, it's not a burden living for the Lord. But I must be honest and I must recognize that there is a load you have to carry if you're going to stand for truth. When you decide to stand for truth, there is a burden that you sign up for. There's a load that you have to decide to carry. That you're not just walking by yourself anymore, but, but you're carrying what others have worked for. You're carrying the weight of souls. You're carrying the weight of truth. Oh, because it's not something that's easy to stand for, amen. Oh, but you got you to gotta decide that you're going to fight with it. You got to decide that you're going to walk with it. You got to decide that every single day I'm going to pick this up and I'm just going to walk. Every single day when I wake up, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to walk. And it's not always easy because times change. Seasons change. Trouble comes out of nowhere. The kids start acting up. The bills are always due. Oh, they never miss the mailbox. Oh, something is always going on. And the moment you make a move in the kingdom of God, you show up on the radar of our enemy. See, the definition of a burden is a load, typically a heavy one. A burden causes someone a lot of difficulty, worry, or hard work. This does not mean a burden is a bad thing. It does not mean a burden is a negative aspect. It just means you're signing on for something. See, it just means that a, bur a burden, it, it takes a lot of care. See, we love kids. Newborns, they're, they're great. But we all know newborns are not easy. They require a lot of attention, hard work. Amen. See, this living for God, it is a, it is a load that you have to carry. It requires hard work. It requires you to be steadfast. It requires you to be intentional with what you do. Oh, you have to watch out every single moment. You can't let your eye go straight for one second. Oh, you can't let your heart think out of the box for one minute. No, but you have to be intentional that as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Oh, I'm not going to risk it for anything. I'm not going to walk outside the will of God for anything. Oh, it might, be, it might cause some trouble that I have to fight. Oh, but I'm not leaving. I'm not going nowhere. Because God has been too good to me. It's a burden worth bearing, church. It might require you to be a little more attentive. It might require a little more hard work. Oh, it might require some stress from you. Oh, you might have to fight the devil every single day. Oh, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Oh, it's worth it. This world has nothing for your soul. Hallelujah, Jesus.
as the church of the living God, we have a mission. He said to go to all the corners of the earth and preach the gospel. Oh, it's a burden that's worth bearing to preach the truth. As, a, as the church body that knows the power that is in the name of Jesus, oh, it's our responsibility to take a stand. God's not going to force you to do it. God's not going to make you do it. He's not going to force himself upon you. He's not going to make you come to church every single service. He's not going to make you bend a knee every single day. Oh, he's not going to make you, he's not going to make you consecrate your flesh every day. Oh, but it's a burden worth bearing, church. Oh, just take a stand in the changing times of this world and say, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Oh, as for me, I'm going to stand for truth. As for me, I'm going to stand for the name of Jesus. As for me, I'm not going to turn back. Oh, no, but I've been redeemed from this world, and I'm not going back. Oh, I've already had a burden of sin lifted off of me. And I don't want to take it on again. No, because this is a burden worth bearing. It may require you to be submitted. It may require you to, to drop some tears of sweat. It may require you to stand out a little bit. It may require you to be a little peculiar. Oh, it may require you to turn away from the things of this world. It may require you to not hang out with some people. It may require you to, to not go out with your coworkers after work. But it's a burden worth bearing. All this world has is temporary pleasure. But I'm so glad that I found a God, oh, that no celebrity can replace. Oh, I found a joy that no party can produce. I found a Holy Ghost that no drug can replace. Amen. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, See, our elders before us, they had no problem doing it. I was talking with my Nana yesterday, and she was telling me stories of my great-granny. And she said her and Big Mama, they didn't have a car. And they just walked to church. And their church had no AC, no floor. It was just a building they moved down the road. Oh, but they had no problem. She loaded up eight kids every single service. Oh, walking through the cold, walking through the rain, walking through the heat, walking in the dust. Oh, because she hadn't made up in her mind that there was a burden worth bearing. Oh, she hadn't made up in her mind, oh, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. She hadn't made up in her mind, oh, that she was not going to turn back. Oh, she was not going to give up. Mm, hallelujah, Jesus. But see, as we got some modern, modern specialties, we kind of lost that grit that they had because we're not made like they used to be made. <laughs> I don't know what they were feeding those kids, but they were tough. They didn't care. Oh, because they knew what they had. They knew that they had found something. Oh, they knew that they had felt something. Oh, that, that nothing on this earth could produce. Oh, they knew that, that something about that name of Jesus. Oh, that when they gathered together, oh, when they were all in one accord, oh, when the Holy Ghost started moving, oh, just something started to shift in their soul. Oh, all the troubles seemed to just go away for a moment. All the pain seemed to just go away for a moment. Oh, the hallelujah. And just those few moments made it worth all the heartache. Just those few moments made it worth all the trouble. Those few moments made it worth all the hassle. 
Oh, those few moments made it worth walking the miles and miles. Oh, it's those few moments made the burden worth bearing. Oh, those few moments made the burden worth bearing. Hallelujah. See, in this world today, they're trying to change everything. We've got all kinds of different, they're making new religions. I didn't even know that was possible because there's only one God. That's all my book mentions. That's all my book talks about. Oh, that's all there's ever going to be. But in this all-changing world, we have a, a, a standing still God. He does not shift. He does not falter. He does not change. He does not adapt. Oh, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, his name still works. The blood still works. Oh, forgiveness still works. Amen. But if we don't stand for it, who is? If we don't take a stand and say, no, this truth is still the truth and it's not changing, who who is? If we don't take a stand and say, this is what I'm going to live by, who is? Because I can assure you the enemy is going to offer you a deal. He's going to try to put in your mind that there's a better way, that there's a, there's a better path, that this is just hocus pocus, and that you can just live on the world and go and not even know. But I'm telling you that this is the truth. J- Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He's not just one way. He's not just one path. He's not just one option. Oh, no, but he is the only way. See, this apostolic message is not just one half of the truth. It's not just one option of the truth. It's not just one shade of the truth. Oh, it's not. Hallelujah. It is the only truth. There is no gray in it. It's black and white, evil and good, sin and not sin. It's heaven or hell. Oh, and you got to make an option. You got to make a decision today. Oh, that you're going to stand by it. Hallelujah. Because let me tell you, yes, there comes with some. Yes, it comes with a burden. It's worth the bearing, though. Yes, it comes with some heartache. Oh, but it's worth it all. Because once you make a decision to live for God, oh, everything, everything just works out. Some, I was, I'm very fortunate. I thank God that I was raised in this truth. But sometimes I forget what, it, I forget what it's like to not have the Holy Ghost. Because at work, I work with a lot of people that don't have the Holy Ghost. They don't, they don't know what it's like to just have that constant help. Because, see, my flesh is all the time failing. My flesh is weak. But I forget what it's like to just have that constant help. It, but, see, so sometimes I notice, though, that at work, some things, they just, they don't bother me as much. Some things, they don't get under my skin as much. Some things, they just, you know, it makes my coworkers in a rage. They're all the time fighting with their spouse, see, because they don't, they don't have that help in their, in their marriage. They're all the time, all the time worrying and yelling because they don't have that help in their, in their soul. They don't have that flesh that's being constantly consecrated. Oh, it's worth it all to just, to just bear the burden of the truth. Hallelujah. 
Deuteronomy 6 and 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Everything I got, God, I give it to you. See, if you're going to carry this burden, it's going to require all that you got. It's going to require all of your energy. It's going to require all of your attention. Oh, because you can't, you can't just let one moment slip by and hope that everything's going to be all right. You can't just let one service go by and, and not care as much and, and just hope that somebody's going to pick up the slack. Oh, you can't just let one service go by and hope that somebody else is just going to keep it, keep, the, keep it on track for you. No, but the world needs you. Just like the paraplegic man, he was dependent on somebody to bring him to the house of the Lord. He was depending on somebody to bring him to the place where he could have salvation. Oh, there's people that are depending on you, oh, to not change. There's people that are depending on you, oh, to just not let go. There's people that are depending on you to stay steadfast. Oh, there's families depending on you to keep preaching this word. There's families depending on you, oh, to keep preaching the truth. Oh, the elders are not here anymore, and we miss them. Oh, but we got to pick up the load that they carried. Oh, we got we to gotta get that grit that they had. Oh, and we got to decide, oh, that this is who I am. This is not just what I do on the weekends. This is not just a hobby I have. This is just not something on my resume. No, but this defines who I am. Oh, at the very core of my heart, oh, this is what I'm going to be. Oh, it's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. Oh, hallelujah. See, the, the elders had it. Our songs now are all about lifting us up. Their songs back then weren't always that way. Because they had a song, I, I forget the way it goes, but I know it's 99 and a half won't do. You got to give all 100%. Oh, because just that half percent, your flesh can slip in a moment. Just that half percent, and the Lord can come by and back in the twinkling of an eye. Just that half percent, and you can fall into sin. You can fall into a trap set by the devil. Oh, your life can never be the same. No, but you got to give 100% and say, I'm going to carry the truth. I'm going to carry the truth. I'm going to carry the truth. Oh, it might be a burden. It might be heavy. It might be a load. It might be hard to walk. Oh, but I'm going to stay in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a burden worth bearing. This is not a burden worth gambling on. This is not a burden worth risking. No, but this is a burden worth carrying day after day after day. Oh, on the good days and on the bad days. Oh, when it's easy and when it's hard. Oh, in every season. Oh, this burden is not worth giving up. This burden is not worth just taking the easy route. Oh, and just giving up and, and never seeing it again. No, this burden is worth bearing. Oh, and I promise you, oh, it's e it, it'd be all worth it in the end. Because he's prepared a place. Oh, with no more sorrow, no more trouble, oh, no more pain. Oh, he's preparing me a mansion. Oh, hallelujah. See, I think we ought to get a little more excited about heaven. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I have a hope in heaven. Oh, I do not have to trust that this world will supply my needs. No, but I have a God waiting for me. Amen.
I think that's also what helped the elders. They didn't have their eyes on this world at all. No, but their eyes were on heaven. Their eyes were not the things on this earth that will just come and pass away. No, but their eyes were on things that were eternal. Their eyes were on salvation. Their eyes were on keeping my soul, my soul saved. Their eyes were, were on keeping my soul the way it should be. Oh, their eyes were on every day I'm going to bow my knee. And I'm going to put my flesh to the side. And I'm going to say, God, forgive me. Oh, God, forgive me, Lord. I don't want to walk in this flesh, but I want to walk in your spirit, God. Oh, Lord, I don't want to look at the things of this world, but, Lord, let me keep my eye on the things of heaven. God, let me keep my eye on the things of your kingdom. God, let me keep my eye on this burden that I've chosen to bear, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. This world is constantly changing, though. And I know there's nothing we can do to stop that. Oh, but we can, we can make up our mind. Oh, that this is who we're going to be. I'm not going to change the word, oh, to fit into a new, new agenda. I'm not going to change the word I preach to fit into a new population of people. I'm not going to change the word I preach to fit into some new social media platform. I'm not going to change the word I preach just to fit into some new trend or some new thing that's going on. No, but my God said he will not change. Oh, the word is still the word is still the word. Oh, and I still know that I know that I know. Oh, that he is the only saving name. Oh, there is no other. Amen. Hallelujah. There's still only one way. There's still only one way to get a ticket to heaven. Ephesians 4, 5 says, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Oh, John said, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. Oh, and all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Oh, hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, and the Word became flesh. The Word became flesh. It was not just an extension of God. It was not just, it was not just God in the, it was not just somebody that God said, hey, go do this for me. No, but God himself was robed in flesh. The same Word that created the heavens and the earth. Oh, was walking in flesh on earth. The same God, oh, that said, let there be light. Oh, took on sin. The same God, oh, that spoke me into existence, took on my shame. The same God, oh, that spoke it all into creation. Oh, he took on, he took on the weight of sin. He walked on earth. He sweated like a man. He walked like a man. Oh, he felt pain like a man. Oh, and he suffered for me. He hung on the cross for me. He defeated death, hell, and the grave for me. Oh, all so that I could preach his truth. And I'm not just talking about me, but he did the same for each and every one of us. The God, hallelujah. Has, has God been good to you? Amen. And I don't want you to count yourself out of anything. Because immediately when we hear the word preach, we associate it with a microphone and a pulpit. That's not true. I guarantee you Paul never had a microphone and never had a pulpit. Most, time, most of the time, all he had was a nasty jail cell and a pen, and he preached the gospel. See, if you just 
if you start to mentally count the amount of people you interact with every single day, all your coworkers. We went to Sisters yesterday, full of people, and, and in the big city of Brantford. All the people you interact with, your coworkers, your family, all, all the people that have ever walked through that door in this church. Oh, you could, you could fill up five sanctuaries with people that have just heard of this church. People that, that you talk to at the store, people that you talk to at the gas station, oh, people that you talk to getting fishing bait or whatever. You see a lot of people. And those people, they don't know this truth that we know. They're depending on you, not just to show them the truth, but to keep the truth. Not just to show them the way, but to protect the way. Not just to show them how to get to Jesus and how to get to heaven. Oh, but to protect it and make sure that this word does not just go away. To make sure that, that this word, we don't just lose it. That we don't just adapt and change and conform to this world. Oh, hallelujah. They're depending on you, oh, to transform from this world. They're depending on you to take off your flesh. Oh, and to walk in the spirit. They're depending on you to carry this burden. It'll be worth it all in the end. Because we're not here, but just for a short time. We're here just, just for a short time. Oh, All you young people that are graduating, I encourage you, this is a burden worth bearing. I know you've seen it here, and, I, and I've seen it at my church, but I'm tired of seeing generation after generation just turn 18 and leave and never pick up the burden. Oh, I'm tired of just seeing young people raised in the truth but never carrying it. I'm tired of seeing young people raised in the truth but never taking on the load and saying this is worth it all. Oh, I'm tired of seeing young people sit on the pew but never carry their cross. Oh, but I challenge you that this is a burden worth bearing. Oh, because I wouldn't trade nothing. Oh, I wouldn't trade nothing for what I found in the kingdom of God. Oh, there's no money that can buy what I have. Oh, there's nothing that can get what I've got. Oh, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. God has been too good to me. Oh, he has set me free. He has redeemed me. I've been bought by his blood. Oh, when I'm weak, he gives me strength. When I'm weary, he gives me rest. He is my sustainer. He is my protector. Oh, he provides for me. He keeps me. He guides me. Oh, God is so good. He's done more than he ever should. Oh, but he doesn't stop. Oh, every day I wake up to new mercy. Oh, ah, his grace is always covering me. His love is always covering me. Oh, if I just keep searching, I'll keep finding. Oh, God is so good. Oh, it's a burden worth bearing. Because we serve a great and mighty God. He is still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is still the beginning and the end. He is everything that you will ever need. Oh, if you need a friend, you got Jesus. If your wife is mad at you, you got Jesus. If the boss isn't getting along with you, you got Jesus. Oh, when this, when this road gets a little hard to travel, I got Jesus. 
Oh, I can always turn to him. I can always depend on him. Oh, because he has never failed me. He has never forsaken me. David said, I've been old and I've been young, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. Oh, somehow God just keeps making a way. Somehow God just keeps working. Somehow God just keeps speaking in my life. Oh, every time I think of his goodness, oh, it makes me just want to dance a little. I can't, I can't stay silent when I just think of how good God has been to me. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He will never fail you. Oh, you just got to carry the load. He will never forsake you. You just got to carry the load. Oh, you just got to have a made-up mind. You just got to have a little bit of grit. Oh, but this world does not have what your soul needs. Oh, so I challenge the church today. Oh, I know that you're going through some storms. I know that you're going through some trouble. Oh, because I've been there. I've seen it. I've had, to, I've had to grief with people that I don't want to grief with. I've had to face that grief myself. Oh, but I promise you, oh, it's a burden worth bearing. I promise you that if you just, if you just hang in there, we always say hang in there like a hair in a biscuit. You know, I'm barely, I don't know how I'm holding on, but I just got to hold on. I don't know how I'm staying, but I just got to stay. Oh, whatever I got to do, God, I just want to, I just want to stay here at your feet, God. Oh, you just got to keep your hand on his throne. Oh, it takes a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of fasting. It takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of consecration. Oh, it takes, it takes everything you got. Oh, to have a made up mind and say, I'm not turning back now. I'm not giving up now. Oh, but God, here I am. Lord, just have your way in my heart one more time, God. Oh, just speak through me one more time, Lord. It's a burden worth bearing. Because somebody has to carry it. Where would we be if our elders before us didn't carry it? Where would we be if, if the pioneers of Pentecost didn't carry it? Where would we be if Paul just gave up? No, but Paul, he didn't just give up. No, but he, he overdid himself. He pre, he, I think most Bible historians believe he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Oh, and all that pain. And all that trouble. Oh, getting beat up, getting, getting shipwrecked, getting abandoned and deserted on an island. Oh, in prison, hungry, thirsty, he just never gave up. Nobody said this, this message that I found, this word that I have received. Oh, it's worth the bearing to preach. It's worth the trouble to preach. Oh, if I could just save one more soul, if I could just let one person know of the goodness of Jesus, if I could just tell one lost soul, oh, there is hope for you. There is a name that can forgive you. Oh, he has promised it to you. Oh, if you just repent and be baptized, oh, God will give you the Holy Ghost. Oh, there's a ticket of salvation waiting for you if you want to receive it. Oh, if you're here tonight and you don't have it, God wants to give it to you. If you're here tonight and you want to get it, God wants to give it to you. Oh, because it still works. He's still pouring it out. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And you want to know why it's still being poured out? 
Because somebody along the way said, I'm not going to stop preaching this truth. Somebody along the way said, this is a burden worth bearing. Hallelujah, Jesus. I've always been inspired by our elders. They just handle stuff. I don't know how they do it, but they, they just take it. Because they've, they've just learned what we haven't learned. Because we want to do it all on our own. But they've, they've already learned that I can't do it on my own. I'm not enough. But my God is more than enough. Oh, if I just lean on him, I know that he'll walk me where I need to go. If I just trust in him, I know that he will work it out. There's an elder at our church. Her name is Sister Frances. She's about the size of a toothpick. But she has, a, she has the energy and attitude of a fireball. I don't know how she does it. But she suffers from vertigo really bad. And she would all, I remember growing up, I've had to catch her so many times. Because she'd get a hold of somebody. Oh, a prodigal would come back to church and she'd just get a hold of them. Oh, and pray them through back to the Holy Ghost. But it would take all that she had out of her until, until she couldn't walk anymore. But she just kept doing it. I saw Sister Frances about two or three years ago when her husband of 52 years, Brother Joe, he passed away. And we all went there expecting to have to lift Sister Frances up, expecting to have to, to help her in this moment of grief, you know, grieving with her and, and just feeling her pain. But at that funeral service, I'll never forget, oh, his whole fam their whole family had backslid out of church. And at the viewing right before the funeral service, we were all lined up, and she was at the end of the line. And she was waiting one by one. You didn't walk through that line without getting prayed through. You didn't walk through that line without getting hands laid on you. Oh, because her husband had just passed away. Oh, but there she was. Oh, saying, yes, I know this pain hurts, but there's a burden that I picked up. Oh, and I just got to keep carrying it. Oh, she prayed through for her, for her granddaughters. She prayed through the church people. I didn't even know if they needed prayer, but she was prayed up through anyway because she knew that there was a burden worth bearing in her life. See, the elders before us, they didn't, they didn't miss church for toothaches. They didn't, they didn't leave because somebody took their spot on the pew. They didn't leave because, because somebody ignored them at the church. Because we're all people. None of us are perfect. Well, at least I'm not. I don't want to speak for you. But I know my church ain't perfect. <laughs> I'll speak for them. I love them. They know me. So none of us are perfect, though. But that's why we're here. That's why we're here, because we need God. So, yes, the church, is, the, church, the church body is going to fail you. I'm sorry that's the hard truth, but, but it is the truth, because we're just people. Oh, but, but that's why we're leaning on the everlasting arms, because we're leaning on a name that will not hurt us. We're leaning on the one that will not fail us. Oh, we're trusting in the one, oh, that has all compassion, that has all forgiveness, that has all mercy. Oh, he will meet us where we're at. Amen. So it is a burden worth bearing. Hallelujah. If I could get the musicians to come. Hallelujah, Jesus. But see, I think why most of us struggle, though, is because if we're going, it's a, heavy load, it's a heavy load to carry. And there's a wrong way and a right way to carry it. Anybody that's worked with in the construction field with anything heavy, 
you've probably broke your back because I guarantee you, all of us don't carry things the right way. <laughs> There's that thing going around, you know, be a man. Don't ask anybody for help. <laughs> Just struggle and carry it by yourself and break your back. And that's what we do because that's what we're supposed to do. But we can't risk doing that with this load because it is a heavy load. And you got to carry it the right way. If you bear me a little bit of freedom, see, we always use the metaphor of carrying your cross because that symbolizes us taking off our flesh and walking in the spirit. That symbolizes us saying, God, oh, whatever you have, God, here I am. I'm all yours. This flesh is to the side, but God, I don't want that flesh anymore. I'm going to carry this cross because I've already sacrificed it today. See, this, this cross has truth embedded in it. This cross has the word embedded in it. And see, if you carry it correctly, I don't know if y'all have done it, but we used to have Easter, service, or Easter plays at our church, and a gentleman from our church made some crosses. They're only, they're only about like 400 pounds, I think. <laughs> I don't know what he made, it, made them out of. But I remember us, you know, we'd always have to move them and get them in the service, and then like take them right out, and you know, we're all trying to do it quick. And it was heavy to move. But see, I figured out that if you take it and you carry the cross right there on your shoulder. I'll try to stay in the microphone. But if you carry the cross right there on your shoulder, it's easier to carry. But see, if you're going to walk with it, though, you have to be really, you have to really pay attention to where you're going. Because with, with something so heavy on your shoulders, it's easy to trip up. With something so heavy on your shoulders, if you're not paying attention, it's easy to slip. Oh, it's easy to stumble. It's easy to fall. Especially when the enemy is going to try to put some, some, some tumbling blocks in your way. Especially when the enemy is going to try to put something purposely in your way to try to make you fall. So you really have to pay attention to where you're going. But see, that's the thing. If you're, if you're carrying the load and you're paying attention to the load, it's really hard oh, to pay attention to anything else. When you're walking where you're going... It's really hard, oh, to try to try to steer directions and go and, and get distracted by something else. If you're walking, if you're just paying attention to each footstep, it's hard to get distracted by your kids being crazy. If you're paying to every paying attention to every footstep, it's hard, it's hard to get distracted by, by the work by the workforce going crazy. It's hard to get so distracted by that bill being due. It's hard to get distracted by the little things. But see, more than that, you're going to really carry it correctly. If you've ever ordered anything heavy from Amazon or somewhere, the box always says team lift. It has pictures of two people lifting it up. If you're really going to carry this load correctly, it's going to require the whole church. It's going to, you're going to have to team up with some people. See, they didn't, it wasn't just one man that, that lowered the paraplegic man down the roof. No, but they had a team. They, had, they were united together. You know, it was a group of people that said, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to preach. We're not going to change it. We're not going to move it. We're not going to adapt it. No, this, this is what it's going to be. This is what it's been, and this is what it will always be. Oh, because this is a burden worth bearing. Oh, so as you stand today, and I know I'm the only thing that stands before you in food, and that's, that's sometimes a dangerous place to be. So don't, don't, don't trample me down. Oh, but I want to open up an altar call today. And I want to make sure that this, is, this sits heavy on you. Not because it's my word or anything, but 
This is what God wants to speak to us. Oh, because this is a heavy load to carry. It's an important load to carry. This is the most important. This is the biggest and this is the best decision anyone could ever make in their life. Oh, if you're graduating, this will change your life. Oh, when you're going out into the world, this will completely change who you will become. Oh, because this burden, it's worth bearing. It, it changes you. It makes you better. It makes you stronger. It makes you think about things in a different way. Oh, because I'm not here just to stay here. I'm not here just to take up space. No, but I'm here to reach those that are lost. I'm here to, to pray through the, those that are lost. Oh, what's the point of us being here and having this truth, but it never leaving the walls of the church? After the day of Pentecost, it didn't stay in the upper room. No, but it went to the streets. Oh, and the great multitude heard of what they did. The great multitude heard of the power that they felt. Oh, let me tell you, you got you to gotta carry this burden. You got to carry it through your streets. Carry it through your community. Carry it through your home. Carry it through your family. Carry it through your job. Oh, carry it through the prodigals. Oh, so as this altar opens, oh, I'm just asking that you carry the load of the burden. As this altar opens, I'm asking that you get just, just a little bit of strength today. Oh, to help you carry it. God will give you the strength to endure. Oh, it's a burden worth bearing, church. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.